Hi, and welcome to episode number 49 of Lisa's WDW Podcast. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the top attractions to Fast Pass at Walt Disney World. Hi, and thanks again for tuning into today's episode. Before I get into my topic today, just a reminder to follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa's WDW Podcast. Um, as well as if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please leave a review and subscribe. It is available on Stitcher and iTunes as well as SoundCloud. So hope you're enjoying and please subscribe if you do. Okay, so for today's episode, I thought I would talk about um, some of the, what I consider top attractions to Fast Pass. So rides, I always make sure that I get a Fast Pass for. If you're not familiar with what a Fast Pass is, it's kind of a pass to really cut the line, meaning you don't have to wait in the regular regular line. There is a Fast Pass line, which is a lot shorter than the regular line. Um, once you get your fast pass, it's reserved for a certain period of time. It's usually an hour period of time that you have. So say you get a fast pass and it's between 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock for Space Mountain. Then at that point, between 12 and 1, you could go to the ride. And instead of waiting in the regular line, which could be you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes, you go in the fast pass line. And usually you're on the ride within a couple of minutes. Now, sometimes I have waited, you know, 10, 20 minutes for in the fast pass line, but that's not as common. Usually it kind of lets you cut the line so you don't have to wait as long. Now, for fast passes, you are able to get them if you're staying on Disney property. Uh, you can get them 60 days in advance if you're staying off property 30 days in advance um, of your trip. So if you're staying on property 60 days in advance, you're able to, at 7 a.m. in the morning, they open up and you can go online to make your Fast Pass reservations. You also can call in. Um, I find online a lot quicker, so usually I'll be online right before 6.45. I'm waiting, you know, make sure I have all my Fast Passes planned out, refreshing the screen, and then once 7 o'clock hits, I'm able to choose my Fast Passes. And when you choose them... It can be for the, so it's 60 days before the first day of your trip and you can choose your fast pass for each day of the trip that you have tickets for. So it's not that, you know, you can only choose the first day on the 60th day, then the next day you can choose your following day of your trip. You can choose all your fast passes at once. Now, when you are able to elect them, you get to elect three fast passes per day. Um, so even if you're going to different parks, it doesn't allow you to choose uh, between parks, I believe. At least I've never tried to, um, but it gives you three per day. Now with that, some tips with choosing your Fast Passes. I try to always book my Fast Passes together. Like say, if I'm going to be at a park when it opens, say at 9 a.m., I'll book my Fast Passes like 9 o'clock. They're in hour increments from 9 to 10 10 to 11, 11 to 12, or something close to that. Because once you use all three fast passes for the day, once the third one has been used, so I mean you've got, walked into the line and you've touched your magic band to the little Mickey thing, I don't know what that's called, but um, that tells you now you've used your third fast pass. At that point, while you're still in line, you can then get your fourth fast pass. 
And then after you use the fourth one, you can get your fifth one. So after you use the third fast pass for the day, you can get more each day, one at a time. Now again, what may be available um, after you've used them might not have a big selection, but sometimes you are able to get um, something pretty good, like a rod. I usually sometimes have been able to snag like a Soren fast pass, which sometimes I find is not as easy to find the day of. So that's something to keep in mind. So you probably wouldn't want to do, say, a 9 to 10 fast pass, then a 10 to 11, and then not use your third fast pass till 7 or 8 o'clock at night. If you choose to do that, just know you're not going to be able to book any other fast passes that day until you use your third one. So I always just try to make sure to book mine together. Um, another tip would be to watch where you book them. I know our first trip, like as far as location, like Animal Kingdom, I booked all three fast passes pretty close in time, like that hour increment in between. But I was going to all different ends of the park, like not realizing how much walking I was going to be doing. I was just running from one end to the other end and running back and forth. Because you realize if you use your fast pass, say it's from 9 to 10, right at 9 a.m., and then you're on the ride by like 9.03, and then you're off the ride by like 9.05, now you have this other, you know, 50, what's that, 55 minutes until you can use your next fast pass. So it's kind of, you know, deciding, okay, I've booked my first pass, fast pass, what am I going to do in between? So try to think what rides you may be near. Um, and then book your another one, but make sure you don't have yourself maybe running back and forth. If you can avoid that, just kind of look at the map and see the distances that you'll be going for your fast passes. So those are just some tips um, as far as when booking your fast pass. Now going into attractions that I always book for fast passes. Now with this too, some of the parks have where you can book any three attractions. Like for example, Magic Kingdom, you can book any three attractions. It doesn't matter. There is no tier system. Now, there is a tier system when it comes to some of the other parks. For example, in Hollywood Studios, you can choose one attraction from tier one and then two attractions from tier two. So then you kind of have to strategize. But I thought I would start off talking about Magic Kingdom. Now, in this park, again, there is no tier system, so you can pick any three attractions. Now, my number one that I would recommend just because of the weight of the line is always a long wait as well as the rides pretty short and some of the queue is outside and you know if you're in Florida in the spring the summer even in the fall it can be quite hot sometimes so having an indoor queue is always nicer um, and the ride would be my number one would be if you're interested in riding it Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. That ride a lot of times will be 60, 70, 80, 90 minutes waiting for it. And again, you're outside. And the ride, though it's fun and I enjoy it, it's not a long ride at all. It's probably like two, three minutes. So it's a long time waiting for a short attraction. And I definitely, definitely recommend if that's a ride you're interested to get a fast pass for it. My next one would be uh, Splash Mountain. And that ride, again, because some of the queue is outside and it can be a long wait. Though that ride is not a short ride. That's probably like a 10, 15, maybe 20 minute ride. Probably less than that. But it's definitely a longer ride. So it is, you know, worth the wait. But at the same time, I usually try to avoid waiting for this ride. Because if you are waiting in the summertime, 
it can be really hot out and it can be a long wait. Now, if you're going in the cooler months, it might not be as long of a wait and not as worth it. Another ride I often get a fast pass for would be Space Mountain over in Tomorrowland. Now, with Space Mountain, it is an indoor queue. So if the weather is rainy or really, really hot, um, it is nice because the fact you are indoors is not really an exciting queue. Um, so I try to avoid it, but it is indoors. So that's usually one that that ride doesn't usually have as long of a wait as, say, like a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But it sometimes can be 30, 40, you know, 50, 60, depending on how busy the day is, um, minute wait. Now, if you're not interested in more of the thrill rides, because I wouldn't call Seven Dwarfs Mine Train a thrill ride, but Space Mountain and uh, Splash Mountain are a little more thrill rides. So if that's not your thing, I would highly recommend getting a fast pass for Peter Pan's flight. That queue starts outside. Now, it does go inside and it is really very cute and interactive, but that wait sometimes is crazy how long um, that wait can get. It can get over like, you know, an hour and a half. So if you're interested in really not the thrill rides as much, but want something different, Peter Pan is definitely a good suggestion of a fast pass to use. So to recap for Magic Kingdom, my number one would be Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, also, the next ones I would recommend would probably be Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, or Peter Pan's Flight. So those are four of them, but you can kind of choose your top three. Now on to Epcot. Now Epcot has one of the tier fast passes, so you can take choose one uh, fast pass from tier one, which is Frozen Ever After, Test Track or Soarin', Illuminations, Reflection is Earth, and the Character Spot, which is a meet and greet. And then you can choose two from Tier 2. Now, Tier 2 is Turtle Talk with Crush, Spaceship Earth, the Disney and Pixar Shorts Film Festival, Mission Space, Living with the Land, Journey to Imagination with Figment, and The Seas with Nemo and Friends. So the Tier 1, I find it hard to decide on which one to choose. Um, my top ones would be Frozen Ever After, Test Track, or Soarin'. Um, those I find illuminations being around World Showcase, there's a lot of great places to see illuminations and the character spot. I just don't find it worth it. Um, I've met the characters before. I've waited. I really haven't fast passed them. If you're a really big character person more than you are attractions, then maybe that would be, a, you know, the best use of the fast pass for you. I personally rather use it on an attraction. So now I fast passed Frozen, Test Track, and Soarin' all before, and I would say the best use of a fast pass would probably be on Frozen, Frozen Ever After. The queue is indoors, which is nice. It is very cute, but there's only so much you can look at for so long. So it's very cute if you're walking through at a nice pace and not just standing there. Um, and that ride usually has a really long wait. The last time we rode it, we waited in line, which is probably like 40, 45 minutes. And it just, it feels long. And again, there's cute things to look at, but it, it still feels like a long time. So I probably, if you're a Frozen fan, would recommend the Fast Pass for Frozen. Because for Soren, um, the sometimes the wait on that ride isn't as long 
and even if you do fast pass it it only gets you up to the part where you get close to boarding and then you still have to wait at that boarding area so it doesn't just get you right on the ride now, again you beat the line but you still have to wait a little bit even if you use the fast pass and if you are waiting in line like before that boarding section they actually have like a um like quizzes you can play on your phone that are fun to do so i don't really find it that bad of a wait um test track the last time i rode that we did fast pass it but the fast pass a lot it probably still took us about 20 minutes it is an indoor queue and again with that if you fast pass it it pretty much just gets you up to the section where you make the cars and then once you make your car you go wait in another line so soren's the only or not soren frozen is the only fast pass that gets you straight pretty much like you go through the line on to pretty much boarding the ride so with other two kind of have a, a little kind of waiting area before you get on the ride anyway so Frozen would be my number one suggestion for your tier one fast pass. Now for tier two, most of the rides in tier two, you really don't need a fast pass for. Spaceship Earth, if you want to ride that in the beginning of the day, I would recommend a fast pass because in the morning time, usually the wait for that ride is really, really long. But if you go back later in the afternoon or in the evening time, the wait isn't as long at all. So if you want to ride Spaceship Earth in the morning, I would use a Fast Pass for that. Um, I've used them for, for Journey to Imagination with Figment just so I could just use it up. You really don't need a Fast Pass for that ride. Um, Turtle Talk with Crush, I have not done. So I can't say for sure with that. The Seeds with Nemo's, Nemo and Friends, um, you can Fast Pass. You It's will be a longer wait than Figment. I wouldn't recommend Figment. Uh, Living with the Land, the wait's usually about 10 minutes. And mission space is usually 10 minutes, um, maybe 15 minutes, depending. Uh, but usually, again, with that ride, it, there is another section where you're kind of waiting uh, before you actually go on to the ride. So I don't know if that'd be the best use. I mean, really, when it comes to Tier 2, you can kind of do whatever. Really, I just make sure to use mine close together in time. So then I'm available to get a third Fast Pass. And that third Fast Pass can either be a Tier 1 or Tier 2 attraction. But no, a lot of times, but by the time you can get that third or that fourth Fast Pass, I should say, um, even if you book all your Fast Passes in the morning, there's not as much left over to pick from with the Tier one attractions like I have been able to snag more Soren. Sometimes test track, usually frozen. I cannot find that fourth pass pass or the fifth pass fast pass for that day. So I would make sure to choose your tier one of the rides you really want the most because there may not be more available with the fast pass four and five. Okay, so now on to Animal Kingdom. Now with Animal Kingdom, there isn't really a tier system. However, you only can have one of the rides over in Pandora. So it either is going to be the Navi River Journey or Avatar Flight of Passage. Um, you can't have both of them as your top three fast passes, one or the other. So what I would recommend is the number one top priority fast pass, if you're interested in Pandora at all, would be Avatar Flight of Passage. That wait is still extremely long. I'll be honest, I've never waited in the line. I've always gotten a fast pass. I've heard the queue is really, really neat. 
However, the line is very long and it's still not worth it to me to see what they have in the queue for the wait. That's like, you know, one and a half to two hours. Maybe one day if the ride's down to like 30 minutes, I'll wait in the queue. But for now, that's always my number one thing to fast pass would be Avatar Flight of Passage. Another ride that I always like to get a fast pass for is Kilimanjaro Safari. Now that ride sometimes isn't too long, but it is outdoors. It is shaded, so that's good. But if you're going when it's a little more busier, I try to go, say, in the morning when the animals are more active. But I will usually get a fast pass for that as well. The Navi River Journey, which is the other option besides Avatar Flight of Passage, that line usually isn't too bad. I would say if it's under like 20 minutes to give it a go. The ride's nice. It's pretty. It's not as thrilling as in the Avatar Flight of Passage. If you don't like something that's at all thrilling, then maybe that's a better choice um, for use of a fast pass. Um, I consider Flight of Passage to be like Soren, but more intense version of Soren. And it's cooler. I mean, I love Soren. I really do. But it's definitely just a unique experience. So another ride that I often get a fast pass for would be Expedition Everest, which is a roller coaster that I really enjoy. Um, now, the way for that sometimes is longer than others. A tip I would have if you're able to, and you're able to go to Animal Kingdom when they have the morning extra magic hours, which you're able to do if you're staying on property, would be to go to Animal Kingdom, get your Fast Pass for Avatar or Navi River Journey, whichever those two you enjoy the most. But at first, when you get into the park early, go do the other rides. Like last time we went, we did Dinosaur, which was a walk-on. We did Expedition Everest, which was a walk-on. We went over to the Safari and were able to do that, which pretty much was a walk-on. And then when the park opened to all the other guests, we went over to Pandora. But at that point, we already had our Fast Passes. So I think that's a good option if you're able to. But if not, Expedition Everest, if you're a big roller coaster person, that's a great uh, fast pass to grab as well. So my top three would be Avatar Flight of Passage, Kilimanjaro Safari, because I love animals, and Expedition Everest. Um, Kali River Rapids, if you really enjoy that ride, I recommend a fast pass. Because usually if you're really looking forward to that ride, it's because it's really, really hot out and you're hoping to cool off. Well, that whole queue is outside and it's usually getting really, really hot out. That's where you want to go on this ride. And I just, it's not a fun queue. And I would recommend fast passing if this is a ride you're really looking forward to doing. You are able to fast pass the shows in Animal Kingdom. Like they have Lion King, Finding Nemo, um... Rivers of Light, which is the nighttime show. I don't usually fast pass those because all that does is usually give you priority seating, meaning you're a lot of times you're closer. So you do have better viewing of the shows. However, I'm more of an attraction person, so to me that's more important. But if shows are more important to you, you may want to look at getting the fast passes for one of those shows they offer. For the last park, it would be Hollywood Studios. Now, Hollywood Studios, I don't have really great fast pass um, 
kind of advice to give or what my top attraction would be just due to the fact that they've now added Toy Story Land, which I have not yet been able to visit. I'm going to be checking it out on our upcoming trip, which I'm super excited about. Um, so kind of my advice is only based on the rides I've done before prior to Toy Story Land and kind of what I've seen as far as videos and other reviews of the area. Now with uh, Hollywood Studios, it has a tier system as well. And my understanding is tier one is now made up of the Toy Story Land rides and you can only choose one of them. So it's Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirling Saucer, Toy Story Midway Mania. And the Tier 2 rides, I now believe, are Tower of Terror, Star Tours, um, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Muppet Vision 3D, Rock and Roller Coaster, Indiana Jones, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen Salon, I think I might have said that already, Disney Junior, a bunch of other different things. Um, I believe, and I might be wrong on this, but I used to think the Rock and Roller Coaster was a Tier 1, but I think it now got moved to a Tier 2. So, based on the Tier 1s, if I'm correct with my understanding of the Tier 1s now, I would think you would probably want to do Slinky Dog Dash first, and my reason would be because that looks like that queue is pretty much outside in almost the direct sun. Doesn't look really very shady over there. So, I may recommend that as your number one, and usually has the longest waits. I used to always say you wanted to fast pass Toy Story Midway Mania, because that attraction... Though the queue is all inside, and it is cute to look at. Everything's kind of like oversized toys inside the queue. It is still, now I know they've redone it a little, but it's still, I cannot imagine, more exciting. I mean, after a while, I think I waited like an hour, close to an hour and a half one time. And it's just, it gets long after a while. There's only so much you can look at. And so that would be something in the past I would always recommend getting a fast pass for. Rock and Roller Coaster is another ride you can do a fast pass for if you're more of a thrill seeker and, you know, Slinky Dog, I think, though I haven't ridden it, rode it, I should say, it looks more tame. So if you want more of a thrill, Rock and Roller Coaster, um, if you're really into thrills, would be a fun one. Now, that's a Tier 2 attraction now, I believe. Another option with Rock and Roller Coaster is you can do the single rider line, which I've done before. Now, it's not like you get on crazy quick, but you do kind of get past some of the lines. So it's definitely a recommendation if it's just you. I often always get a fast pass for Tower Terror. Sometimes the wait, if it's like 10 minutes or so, I won't. But a lot of times I do just because some of that wait is outside. And now this attraction, like some of the others, that you get through the one line with the fast pass, but it puts you into another line. Then you go through the... Um, like another area and so it's kind of like you will go through a couple of lines but if it's a long wait due to this being one of my favorite attractions I usually always get a fast pass for it um, the next one if I had to choose another one from well those would be my tier twos would be Rock and Roller Coaster Tower Terror and I think maybe Sleekly Dog Dash though I really do enjoy Toy Story Midway Mania so that probably would be I don't know which one I would choose. I still haven't figured out for my upcoming trip which one um, we're going to do. So those would be the big ones I would choose from. Star Tours, the wait, I mean, sometimes it's long, depending, but sometimes it's like a 10-minute wait. Um, so you wouldn't need a fast pass as much. And then most of the shows, again, with any show, you're just getting ideal seating. 
for that. So again, if you really enjoy shows, you may have wanted to you know, choose Frozen Ever After, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, or Indiana Jones, you know, one of those if you enjoy shows more than you do with actual rides. But I hope you have found this uh, episode to be informative, gave you some more information for planning your upcoming trip to Walt Disney World. I would love to hear what your, you know, top attractions are to Fast Pass at Disney World. So feel free to leave me comments on my Twitter account or on Instagram. Would love to hear back from everybody. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning into today's episode. And please check back next week for a new episode of Lisa's WDW Podcast.